Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Unbecoming of Age, the podcast, hosted by two guys who never met in real life. I'm one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. And my co-host, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John M. Craig. Uh, I'm the I'm the other guy. I'm the other guy. And guess what? It's, it's after Christmas. Did you have a nice Christmas? Uh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah, good Christmas. We have we're kind of in the middle of Christmases, sort of spreading out Christmases. Got, can't get everybody in the in the same room at the same time, so. Yeah, that's one of those things where that's that's the way the world does it now, right? You do you do Christmas a few times, uh, Thanksgiving a few times. Is that the way you guys are doing it? At your, at your end, out uh, there in New Jersey, we just we just did Christmas. That's it. We just did a Christmas. We did Thanksgiving. Just one time. You don't have to go. One time. We don't have to. No, everyone's kind of in the same area, and we just we do the thing. You you don't have to you know get back and forth and no no uh, no uh, whatever you know we got to do something at grandma and grandpa's then we got to go to somebody else's no 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 we don't have that much of an extended family okay it's pretty tight and we just yeah we did a thing pretty tight thing yeah Christmas Eve Christmas Eve was with my ex wife's family her cousin her cousin's husband and the two daughters my kids and then my former brother in law his new wife his second wife. And that wife's mother. Oh, we got to. We went to dinner. So you went to dinner with all the former in-laws, and uh, so will you spend uh, New Year's with all these people too? Will that will that work out? No, no. Uh, I'm not sure what will happen for New Year's. I don't really have a plan. I couldn't tell you what I did last year or the year before. I could tell you what I did a few years ago, but well, I don't even know what I did that time. No, I remember. December 29th, 2014 was a really bad night. Why, why was that, that so bad? It was a very tumultuous relationship I was in, and uh, it was a bad night. It was a really bad night. I should probably post a picture of how bad a night that was and was not explain blood? anything about it. Was there blood or bleeding involved? Or there was. Like there was, actually. Really? Wow. Yeah, there was. There was. It wasn't like I was going to go to a hospital bleeding. It was, uh, you know, white hetero male rage. I punched a wall blood, you know. You punched a wall. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that happen very often with you? No, 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 no. That involved, that evening involved uh, a lot of, uh, it was an emotional roller coaster. And um, I, I just could not control my my emotions or the roller coaster i probably shouldn't have gotten on the roller coaster uh alcohol may have been a contributing factor this yeah. was four years we'd be four years ago or we're gonna... uh let's see i believe so yeah yeah i don't know i don't i don't revisit it much it hit me today it hit me i don't know why i i don't like to look back too much but for some reason it goes like oh fuck so some people tend to kind of fixate on, on on dates, and you're kind of one of those guys. You you can you can pull up dates of when things like you just did there. You're like, I happen, yeah, that one I can. Yeah. Now, do you often like do you be like, oh, uh, do you look at the calendar and go, uh, look, it's uh, August twenty fourth. That's the date Aunt Jenny died. On August no, 24th. no, not at all. No, I, I mean, I can't even I can't even pinpoint the year. Sometimes, I mean, I I, I can kind of remember certain things like. Like I, I think I, I think I remember the first concert I went to was December first, nineteen eighty six, 
and that's not like there's no i don't know why but it's okay. like it was a metallica concert from the ride the lightning wow. tour and the reason i remember that is because cliff burton the bass player died in june of that year on their european tour i think it was june but like so initially the concert was supposed to be i believe on june 20th 1986 but james hetfield broke his arm uh skateboarding and because uh, they were just a bunch of like drunk late twenty somethings, you know, yeah, yeah, and they were just being, you know, those guys, and and it was before that they were like fucking superstars, like they yeah. were still relatively they small, were just young men punching walls when they were pretty there. much that's right, drunkenly punching walls. So, yes. and I really identified with that. I still do. Um, yeah, I don't typically remember specific dates i don't always remember birthdays i mean there are some people i know i remember their birthdays but uh you know it's it's i'm I'm not like i'm not like rain man or or like uh, mary lou henner you know she has that thing she was on the 60 minutes episode those people that remember everything they have like a photographic memory i'd be be that i'd be that you know i don't have that i don't have that at all and it would be be both it would be a blessing and a curse because you'd remember really good things but you would also remember the worst of of things you know when really right and then when you think about memories i mean are we really remembering as it was or as it you know as it is or how you felt at that moment not exactly you know far from it i think we i think most memories are are not that they're false memories but i think that somehow uh, as time goes on they they become somehow embellished in our head and they're, they're oh sure yeah not we rewrite memories. the memories yeah exactly. so to suit whatever narrative we want to play out in our head right you know i mean like i i don't remember my wedding so much except that i was really drunk you know and and then i punched a wall but we weren't in a a, um, a a typical venue we were in a tent so there's no real impact when you punch a tent like a Terrible. like a vinyl tent yeah if you're gonna, like, pew, it's like pew. yeah if if you're gonna punch a wall that's that's the way to do it you'd be in a tent it, it helps uh, yeah 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 what about you? How about the, how was your Christmas? I mean, did you did you uh, did you exchange a lot of gifts? Did the, how did how did the girls do well? Did they did they uh, make bank? You know, like like gift yeah, bank. Yeah, they, they've done they've done well. And uh, like, like I said, we we have uh, Rachel's uh, mother and father. Or well, her her father is a he's a. Uh, He's a Presbyterian minister, and so for him, it's a big work day. Thank you know the the. Uh, the, the oh right, yeah, yeah. That's the reason we have this. Fuck, I totally forget. I just yeah. thought we like to kill a fucking pine tree. It smells really good. Let's put gifts under there. Oh yes. right, Jesus Christ. Yes, our John, Lord and Savior. I forgot. Just the birth of baby Jesus. John celebrating atheismus. Atheismus. <laughs> no, atheismus. It's a, it's a secular <laughs> holiday for me, and I love it. I love that we spent more money than ever before. So so he's. A a Presbyterian minister. Yes, and so it's a big work gig thing for him, and he's all stressed out, and, and he, he, you know, going through all. It's it's like you know, game on. I think it's the big it's the big day. It's it's the it's the grand Kahuna of the year. So anyway, he's so we well, we do the the Christmas with the family thing. We usually do the Saturday after uh, after Christmas, uh, and um, so we're actually we're, we're going to be doing um, more of the gift opening. So they haven't gotten everything, is what I'm saying. So there's really. So so it's you spread it out like it's yeah. almost like a like a like a a Gentile Hanukkah, yeah. not exactly. Yeah, well, except for no uh, candles and uh, well. So so no no um, Rachel's father. Yes. Now do you do you guys go to any of his sermons? Do you actually go and watch? 
he he would love it uh, if if uh, if uh, that were the case. Um, <laughs> and sometimes we do. Uh, I'm not saying, but it's not a regular thing. I how, how is he? Is he any good? I mean, is he a rock star as far as that world goes? Uh, he has, he's he's got a doctorate. He's he's a he's a doctor of God. He's he's got a a doctorate in uh, whatever they call it, theology. Okay. And so it, um, you've talked about it before. Once before, I remember you uh, talking yeah, about him. So, yeah, he does. He does a good job within the the. Uh, you know, there's a there's. Is he like, charismatic? No, because as a Presbyterian, you, you well, well not, I don't know. I don't know much about the Presbyterians. As as much as the as the Presbyterians, I think allow probably because I, I think there uh, there's a certain level of uh, even though I don't know that they've got any like secret shoppers that come through. You know, secret 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 prayers. <laughs> Do they have that? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think so that they would come through and and, and critique you or, or say, hey, you're a little over the top there with that stuff. But um, there's a certain uh, there's a certain. Um, thing I've noticed with with the Presbyterians where um, uh, they're they're thankful but uh, the, you know like when they when they're gonna say a prayer like for instance when, when it's uh, at a meal it's it's a very it's a very it's not like uh, in the south uh, you know they're they're, uh, they're jumping for Jesus they got the the Holy Ghost is like the Holy Ghost you know everything's uh, you know it's it's up there it's it's it, everything climbs an octave uh, mm-hmm. when, when they get into it but it's it's the opposite with with the Presbyterians everything very solemn everything's very respectful everything's mm-hmm. very low-key so when, when you're um, you know uh, when you're thanking uh, God for for whatever it is that you know you're, you're grateful for it's it's in a very solemn uh, sort of way so I it's it's yeah it, it's within that time frame within within that context is what I, I meant to say but uh, does he does he take any dramatic pauses uh, it's not like you're. It's not. Uh, I don't some, know what the Presbyterian. Honestly, I don't know. Like I, I was, I was. There's a um, when I'm working in in Greenpoint, I go to this uh, cafe right around the corner, and there's this uh, young woman, a very cute, attractive young woman, uh, and, and uh, she she works at the cafe. And I was talking to her, and and she told me she had mentioned something about the holidays, and and that her her grandparents have a have a church down in in Florida. I'm pretty right. sure it's in Florida. I don't know if it's in Florida or Texas. I think she's from Austin, but wherever it is, I said, "Oh, what kind, what kind of church?" And, uh, and and she mentioned she's like, you know, like uh, like like Jim and Tammy Faye Baker, like that oh, kind of church. Like kind of church. those are yeah. colleagues. Like like a whole thing. I was like, "Oh wow!" And I, I mean, she lives in Green. Well, I don't know if she lives in Greenpoint, but she lives in Brooklyn, like hipster area of Brooklyn. So and okay. grew up in Austin, as far as I can tell. So I don't think that she's down with that, you know. But I, I was like, she's like, you know, like Joel Olstein. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. Yeah, yeah, like that. And yeah. so, so she, uh, so to me, that's a whole other thing. Because I mean, I was Catholic, but I never really experienced. It was a very different thing. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I've, I remember I've been to a Unitarian church, and those are like they are like the gay friendly. They're probably even trans friendly church. Yeah. You know, They're so Presbyterians, yeah. I don't know. I don't know like much about that. I, and I just assume that if you're a minister or thing, that it's like you, you, you're a performer to a certain degree. You're telling a story. You're telling a story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, there's, yeah, it's, it's. It, I look at it as you're telling the same bunch of stories over and over and over. Yeah, they, they've got, they've got. Uh, it's like us. That's what we do. We what just we do. repeat yeah. ourselves. I mean, I think on, we've done how? What is this? One ten. I've probably told the same story. Probably like sixty-two times. Sixty-two you know, times. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah, you've talked about being at the Grateful Dead concert at least twice. You're right. I, I, like, I and I don't. And I still couldn't tell you the nicknames of these guys who who has the van, not the van, but the what's the vehicle? That guy. You know what I'm talking I about? Just, I just exchanged uh, Christmas greetings with him. Did you really in yeah. real life? No, just uh, texting. Oh, texting. That's in real life. That counts. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. What are you drinking, by the way? There's ice in that. It's ice cubes, yeah. All right. That's uh, that's just a uh, glass of water. I'm still... So you haven't, you're still sober? No still alcohol. Sober. For how long now? Uh, oh, almost, wait, since October-ish. Basically all of November and December. So we're, we're right at... We'll be, uh, as of uh, as of the first of the year, I'll be at two months. Right, right, yeah. Okay. So, so did you see your... Did you see Rachel's father? Yeah, yeah. You did? Yeah, okay. yeah. There, there was a plan afoot to uh he actually wanted to go he was like uh, let's go to this other church and uh he heard they had a great uh they had a great midnight or, or evening thing christmas eve service uh, i don't know if it was midnight i think that's just the catholics that do that but um anyway um they, they had a, a christmas eve service that he was interested in seeing because he said they had a great candlelight thing and, and bells and and a great choir and he wanted to go see that and we were going to go with them uh, for that and they were going to sit in the balcony of this church and it said it sounded kind of cool I, you know Know, they turn out the lights and you got all that stuff going on and and uh, yeah I, I, yeah that would be uh, kind of fun to go see but uh, Rachel's actually been not been feeling great she's had a little bit of a, a cold thing going on and so she decided not to go spread her germs and uh, we didn't go so I I, um, I I've, you, like, hit I've stayed out of a church no, completely for, for all of uh, this whole uh, how often are you in a church holiday. Um, I've been in a church per year, uh, per year uh, because of her father th- that thing I probably am in a church. Uh, t- I would guess per year, uh, half a dozen times, maybe. Oh wow, think. that's very. That, you know what? That's a very low number considering that Rachel's father is a minister. Yeah, actually sitting through the whole the whole thing, the whole service, that type of thing, uh, probably three times a year is, is what uh, I would. Just, you know, for me, maybe once a year, maybe. maybe. And I was I was there once a year, and I think I talked about it. It was I think we recorded the podcast that night. Right. Uh, was uh, Cameron performed guitar at World AIDS Day? Okay. Yeah. And and it was actually and yeah. it, it was actually a positive experience. I like I enjoy it. like it was and I it, I don't know if it was a Unitarian church, but whatever it is, there's just there's something about the whole thing where it's like I don't really think about this much and and like yeah. every, like a lot of the people that were in there other than the parents of the young kids that were playing a couple of songs have been personally touched by the death of someone with AIDS you know who suffered right. from and, and it was just there was something about it that was sort of like I, I, and i separate myself from the whole god and religion thing and kind of and i i always find being in a I, I usually find being in a church or house of worship as like a surreal experience where i can't like it's a nostalgic thing uh, i'm always taken by the stained glass i'm always taken by if they have any any uh, representation of this the uh, stations of the cross like that throws me a little bit you know and just sort of like i don't know how i think about all this and then but yeah. but I, I sometimes i'm really taken by the architecture of it and i'm like oh, okay uh, yeah. but it's 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 almost an out of body experience and all i want to do is photograph shit like i'm like oh wow that crucifix is fascinating like yeah. that whole thing like i'm fascinated by the woodwork of that jesus on that cross and i don't know that i believe any of that but i'm i'm just like i like it for something else i don't know i <laughs> I and I'm I'm the same way. If I go to uh, uh, if I go to to a city and I know that there's going to be some sort of a, a, a really cool church, I, I will probably if if it's close and it's convenient and uh, I'll probably make some kind of an effort to to go in there. I went to, like uh, when I was in New York. I, I was in uh, St. I Patrick's. Really, 
Yeah, I went to St. Patrick's Cathedral. Yeah. I, real, I realized. Giant. Yeah, I realized that I was, uh, you know, I was staying like two blocks from there, and, and I, I was like looking around and going, "Wait a minute!" And I, and I, I think I actually walked by and I went, "Wait a minute, that's that's St. Patrick's Cathedral, isn't that like where John F. Kennedy's funeral was and all that stuff?" I don't know, was it? I believe so. There's been some famous things that have happened there, obviously, and so I, I walked in, and it was, it was <laughs> when I went in, um, there was, there was, uh, there was. Um, I remember there was a, a group of uh, Latino, Spanish-speaking women that came in, and they 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 wept. They walked in and they looked around and they started crying. They they, mm. went, they got down on their knees and they were like crying. And I was like, mm. well, that's a little much. <laughs> it's kind of like a cool place, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, and there were people in there. It was you know, fair fair amount of people in there. Now, and, and there are cities like in St. Louis. There's a cathedral there in St. St. Louis Catholic Cathedral that is amazing. And if you read the history, and I uh, there was a guy that was doing a, 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 a they do tours and uh, I think he was supposed to pay but I was just kind of walking along I was at the end of the group <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm good I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna listen to what the guy's saying but he was telling the story of this place <laughs> and, the, and the, the, this this cathedral took like 40 years to build it, it, was, it was it was this monstrosity of a building with like you said the architecture and, and that the one in St. Louis has all this um, it's all done uh, in uh, mos- there's mosaics inside of all over ah, that's kind of cool yeah crazy mosaics that are just, I love mosaics I'm yeah. kind of obsessed with the bizarro thing of mosaics. Like yeah, this. that place is is really cool. And then there's another there's another church in St. Louis that's uh, near downtown um, that's associated with one of the uh, universities, a Catholic university. And and when you get inside there, you're talking about the stained glass. It, it's all blue. So the stained glass is shades of blue. Mm-hmm. So when you get inside this church in the daylight, and it's got all these shades of blue shining all over. It is crazy. It's, it's there's a, there's a there's a there's a yeah you know there's a spirituality. I say that. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not I, I guess. Well, I, yeah, I'm. I'm fairly agnostic. Is I guess what I'm saying. We, I'm yeah, right. as am I. I mean, and, and it's sort of. It's. I would go with atheist, but I'm like, nah. I'm not that arrogant. I don't fucking know. It's not about riding the fence. I've talked about this before. I'm just like, yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. I think um, it's just. I, I don't know exactly, and I'm willing to say I don't know. And um, I think that's. I think that's okay. I, I think it's okay yeah. to say I don't know. This would, and so, yeah. I agree. I agree. I. Um, I'm sorry. I, I sniffled at uh, 1740. You might want to take that out. Then I sniffled again at 18, like uh, 20. Which so. uh, last show, John? Last show. He, mm-hmm. he actually yawned at at uh, before the show even began. The the intro music was coming on, mm-hmm. and I was as I was putting the, sh- the the final touches on putting the show together. I I heard the the music roll, and then I heard you go. Huh. Yeah, and and it's funny because I only vaguely remember that because I didn't even remember what we talked about on that last episode until I got a text from Matthew Cunningham, uh, my Which? Periscope friend uh, from uh, wishing me a Merry Christmas, and uh, he he was like he wished me a Merry Christmas, and then he said something about our our brown listeners because apparently I said awful things about brown people, Muslims. I, I thought I was the one. Well, no. <laughs> What's that? I thought I was the one that said that. No, I'm pretty sure that I, I, no, I think you may have, and then you opened up the floodgates, and then I just was like, I'm going to go for it. And then you said the C word a lot, and then I, I yes. said it even more in the last 30 seconds, and I wished everyone a merry C word, miss. Yes. Um, so, I, I but had, it was just, it was funny. One text reminded me of the entire episode, and then the yawning thing you reminded me of, and I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, and I, it was like the cowardly lion. It was almost like I was trying to like suck the yawn in, 
but it was still yeah, audible was, to was you. There. Was there, definitely there. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So yeah, before that last episode, I I had watched this. Uh, I'd watched this video of these two uh, British guys. It was one of these, and they were they were in, they were going to get in a fight, and the one guy was uh, was trying to insult the other guy, and this and the c words were flying back and forth between these two guys. So. Wait, 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 was it? Wait, where was this fight taking place? Was it in front of someone's home? Uh, the guy was sitting in a van. Okay, different in a, fight. In, in a lorry. In a, yeah, yeah, a lorry. Right, a van. Yeah, I know. And yeah. some guy came out and told him that he had to leave. And then, mm-hmm. and the, the dude sitting in the van is is a very young-looking dude, and he's just minding his own business, looking at his phone. He's got his window partway open. And this older gentleman, I would guess uh, probably 20 years older than him, so you got a 40-year-old and a 60-year-old, uh, and... Uh, and one, the younger guy, obviously in much better shape, and and uh, and just you know could have killed the older guy probably. But right. the older, older guy, I seemed to have something wrong with him mentally. But uh, he uh, th- th- there were, there was a lot of c words uh, going back and forth. And I don't uh, yeah, and that's a whole. And I think that's when when you said it the last time. I said, you know, we're we're not British, we're not Irish. No, we shouldn't say it. It's not that we shouldn't. We did. I don't know. I like to avoid it. But then I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. And then I just said it like seventeen times. Yeah, uh, the R word, so, the C word, uh, you know. Words. Yeah, I don't do well with the R word. I say it a lot. Did, um, you mentioned a uh, cathedral. It took 40 years to, to build that cathedral. I'm thinking maybe you and I should build a cathedral. I mean, I know we haven't met in real life. I don't know what we'll, what it'll take, but unbecoming of age, the cathedral. And I mean, I know I know that you're handling the website, and that's not up yet, or maybe it is. It is. I don't know if it is. I don't know how long. It'll probably take us about 160 years to build a cathedral. So let's start. You think people would come? I want yes. more people to show up to our cathedral than listen to the podcast. One of, one of the best books I ever read, and I had, okay, I had, and this has been out for a long time. It's a book called Pillars of the Earth. Uh, I think it's Nelson DeMille is, is the author. So I had read this years ago, many years ago. Like uh, it's, it's the book's been out for a long time. I, I, I'm guessing like 30 years. And people, you know, you get these conversations with people. And the book, this this Pillars of the Earth, is about uh, it, it's about these people that a uh, family. It follows this family through um, I think three generations of, of this family, and they're stonemasons. They they build churches. They they they, they uh, put together these these cathedrals and. And um, it's it's quite an epic tale. Um, I think it was actually I think maybe it was done. There was a TV adaptation a couple years ago, but it, re- it really got um, big about five years ago. Oprah put it on one of her reading club things. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, Ken Follett. Ken Follett. Yeah, I'm looking it up yeah, right now. Pillars. Uh, 29 years ago. Exactly. You're, you're right on it. Okay. Yeah. You're on top of it. For some reason, I picked up this book uh, you know, a long time ago, and I and I thought it's just an amazing tale. And then when Oprah. I don't know why she picked it up. There, maybe she had read it years ago mm-hmm. too, and just decided people should read this. Um, but it it it's kind of cool because it gives you the context of uh, okay. At one point, the churches were basically Walmart. Okay, they were they were where everybody had to go if you were going to buy or sell anything. It all happened outside the church. That was where mm-hmm. they, they had these markets that occurred outside the church. So you had the clergy 
uh, were were very well. Uh, they were they were very aware of what was going out on outside the church, and they were trying to leverage that any way they could. As were the the um, the aristocracy, the, the the people that were in government. They they were also interested in in all of that because they could tax it. They could keep track of what was going on in the community, and they could also realized that they had to have their fingers in the church uh, to make uh, you know all of this work for them. They had to control the church as much as they could the church felt like they were controlling the aristocracy and there was so there was an in battle in battle going on there and then but there was also the the workers the stonemasons the the, the actual people that were uh, involved in doing all of this and, and it, it was it created uh, well when you, when you think about it that's really how Wow, it's kind of how the world still sort of works. It's it's. The- oh yeah, for sure. I, I'm reading the Wikipedia page right now, and uh, apparently before this uh, was published, uh, Follett was known for writing in the thriller genre. Um, apparently, it was later made into an eight-part miniseries in 2010, which I'm really intrigued by because um, there's. I bet you that this eight-part miniseries that was made in 2010 is not very good. I, I I would guess. I'm sure that, that the book it, is, yes, but yes. if it were made today and adapted, whether it was adapted yeah. as the period or adapted to a modern version of this, it'd be really fucking good. If it were adapted like, with with the with the budget and the the uh, the effort that was put into like Game of Thrones, you know that sort of thing. Right, and 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 because I've been thinking this way quite a lot, and I, I don't mean to. Well, I am interrupting you. That's what I do. Um, but it, it's just like. <laughs> Is is I was recently thinking about the Old Testament, and I was like, "What well, fuck has anyone ever adapted the Old Testament from and adapted it as modern stories? Just little parts. Yeah. So you make it into like almost like a Black Mirror kind of thing, where you're you're but yeah. but it's made on that level. Yeah. To do the same way Romeo and Juliet was made with in, in a modern story with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Yeah. Well, you know, there's so many weird it kind, things kind of like that. Because because some of it's like stories and some of it's you know these little uh, uh, Jewish you know little fable sort of the things you get the little uh, you know the little short little uh, you know snippet type stuff what do you call those I don't know I don't know much about it I'm Catholic we didn't read the Bible <laughs> yeah I went to Catholic school for uh, I went to Catholic school till sixth grade so I didn't go all the way through. yeah I didn't I didn't go at all yeah. my dad didn't want me. Dealing with nuns, nuns, yeah, nuns. Yeah, because they were mean. They were either, either, or it, it worked out. And yeah, it was, they could have been the sweetest uh, persons in the world, or they will beat the fuck out of you with a ruler. Yes, and it was always you could always figure it out because uh, I, I heard um, when I was in college, I had a uh, I had a uh, professor once that in in some writing class that uh, always said a character. He would say a character is as strong or as weak as the sound of his own name a character is as strong or as weak as the sound of his own name which is Colin okay and so that's the way it ran with nuns if you heard the name of a nun and her name was sister Beatrice you knew you were in trouble (laughs) she had beat right there in the fucking in 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 you know the title you know sister Beatrice or or if her name was uh, you know sister uh, we had a sister Calista you know if they had these names that were um, that just you know you that made you jump a little bit when you heard the name you know you knew you were in trouble you know this was a nun that you were going to be uh, you're going to be uh, yeah my my cousin's a nun rulers. yeah my Still? cousin Betty I believe so I don't think she's passed away yet um, Betty I had a, yeah. I had Betty Craig 
Yeah. Betty Craig, and I believe I've talked about this once before, and I think she was Sister Mary Carmel. Yeah. So, yeah, if they had... And I think she was a nice like summer. a good nun. I yeah, think she was a, nice a good summer. name, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sister Mary Carmel. If they, if they had, a, if they had a, a gentle, you know, Sister Marie, generally Sister Marie was going to be a nice nun. It was going to be somebody that was going to be you know, okay. Right. So, yeah, it ran either way. Some of them were little fucking Hitlers. They were they, and you know, just, you know, they were nasty. Now, I mean, what do you think that's about? Do you think that has something to do with... That these women, those women, the evil ones, Sister Beatrice, the ones that were, do you think they were not meant to be nuns and it was something else? It was their upbringing and the calling to the church, but not really, and they just basically need to get laid? I think they were. I mean, no, I mean, and I know, me, I, you know what? I, I, no, Fuck. I, I, I don't mean to say things that way. I, I, I did do it, but. I'm, I'm going to say it in a much more direct manner. I think okay. they were, I think that they were uh, frustrated lesbians in a day uh, and time, a day and age, especially, uh, you know, because uh, by the time the 80s rolled around, as an example, most of them were gone um, uh, because this, there was a sexual revolution and they realized they could go just be gay. They didn't have to be a nun. Uh, so I think that they were, um, which made them happy. <laughs> just be gay. Made, don't become a nun. They, they could just be happier. No, I think there was, there was girls. They were encouraged to be brides of Christ. Um, they weren't trying, they weren't. Ick. That is yes. so wrong on so many levels. Brides of Christ. That's, Nobody that's, said that. Yes, they did. Yes, they I, did. I know they did. They fucking did. You're married to the church. You're married. Oh, stop You're it. Brides of Christ. They used that fucking phrase. That was that was real. That was true. Yes. And so they uh, and so and they either either they hadn't figured out their sexuality yet, uh, and they were just thinking maybe this sounded like a good idea. And families, Catholic families, used to fucking compete. They would they'd be like they'd be going to mass on Sundays, Ugh. going, "We've got two priests. We've got twelve kids. We've got two priests and two nuns. What have you got?" You know? Exhausting. Yes, they. they they wanted to push kids into that and so and there are probably some girls that were gonna be they were just gonna be they were gay and they didn't know what they and in those ages in that age nobody knew what to do with that anyway they didn't know where that was going because it was it was completely a fucking question mark there was there was no path there was no upward mobility in 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 any way shape or form so um i might as well go be a nun because that way i can live with other women and that'll be whatever and then they they were fucking mad at little boys they are mad at boys for whatever reason and and i don't know (laughs) because we had penises well to some degree <laughs> that's know. true to some i was a little boy that, once and i had a penis to, to some i don't degree, know anymore and i'm no longer a little boy yes, to some degree that's true and so you had and th- think of the whole uh, okay and nuns did not like priests they, they really didn't because they, they, they <laughs> guess what i don't like priests either and, and then and, and i never got touched by one uh, i didn't either which is i i, I, I still think <laughs> we both dodged a bullet i still think it's odd that i that i wasn't touched by one i that I, I think i was i don't know uh, <clears throat> but anyway yeah. So, um, it, yeah, I think I think that's a lot of it. I think that's ninety nine percent of it. And uh, so, when they okay, finally when the sixties blew up and they uh, you know seventies maybe mid seventies somewhere through there when a lot of them realized hey I don't have to do this. Um, this is uh, you know this is not a requirement. There's there's other places to go. I can uh, put a flower in my hair and go to San Francisco and you know. Um, turn on tune in you know whatever i can still love jesus and uh that'll be okay so uh yeah i think that that's a lot of it so they they were mad at uh they were mad at the world they were mad at uh at boys and uh yeah so so how well do you remember this book pillars um, of the earth I you know I can't remember the family names or any of the if if I were to read big big broad brushstrokes I remember if I were to if I were to um tell you something the prologue which took place in 1123 
a red-headed man is hanged for the for theft after being condemned by a priest, a knight, and a monk. His pregnant lover curses the men who condemned him, declaring that their children will be hanged, their animal enemies will prosper, and that they will live the rest of their lives with regret and sorrow. Yeah. Do you remember that part? Yeah, great, great story. It, it sounds like a great story. Yeah. Why was he a red-headed man? Were gingers ostracized? Were they like different and like fucking like a left-handed motherfucker? Where is he Irish? I don't remember. He wasn't Irish, but uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. But I, well, I'm just um, it, it plays through through the book. At some point, there are different um, the the red-haired gene thing uh, uh, shows up in a, as I recall uh, the red-haired gene sh- shows up in a couple of uh, generational things. And uh, it becomes apparent um, who is the um, who is the spawn of whom, you know, who's uh, who's uh, to, to follow bloodlines when you you think somebody is the uh, is the uh, father of someone, uh, maybe not because the the red haired thing is is it's just uh, something that they add really in the story to uh, to continue throughout the story as a um, as a part of the a through line sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the intergenerational thing, as I recall, that's how it goes. But um, now, what brought you to this book? Do you remember? No, nah, I just think I just stumbled on it and just started reading it for some. Because it looks like it looks like a big fucking book. It is, yeah. It's it's yeah. <laughs> it looks like a lot of book. It's like one of the Game so of many Thrones. words. It's like one of the Game of Thrones books, sort of thing. Wow. Yeah, you know, one of those thousand, you know, nine hundred page books or something like that in that, that range. Something where you got to just yeah, sit down with, commit yourself to. Yeah, I'm not big on the reading. Yeah, I'm getting so I'm I'm doing more. I'm I'm and uh, I think um, I'm just been forcing myself to do some things, and uh, that's that's one of them I'm I'm trying to do more. Of. So I have been uh, I've been looking at my phone less and looking at uh, actual actual books more, and uh, I have read a couple things on the on the. Uh, the Amazon Fire device, and I, you know that's 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 reading a book. It's a book on on. It doesn't on, matter. That counts as a yeah. book. And I, I I also believe that listening to a book counts as reading a book. Yeah, I think it does. I, think I mean, does. if 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 you're actually listening and taking it in, it counts as a book. There's a whole different thing with the the narrator, the it, their intonation and how they do it. It's right, different right. than actually reading the words yourself i just i lose myself in a book i i like i lose myself in reading and i get lost and then i stop i just i i don't know what it is i don't it's not i can listen to something forever right and then but I, reading something is so different i'm like eh, i get i quickly get bored and distracted and my mind goes somewhere else like well, i'll just I, read a little i don't know I use when when I'm reading. Sometimes I, you know, if I get to a point, especially with nonfiction, if I'm reading something nonfiction, I get to a point where my I start to you know, my eyes are starting to glass over, and I realize I've gone through a paragraph and I don't know what the hell I just read. Um, what I will do sometimes with that is, well, I might just stop. But what I will do also at that point sometimes is I will just back up to where, okay, this is where I was at when I lost my 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 attention. And what I will try to do then is I will try to do this speed reading technique thing that I learned a long time ago where you just bounce along and you look really for the key stuff because there's so much of what is written is just fluff. And if you bounce through, you, you might bounce through a page really quickly and there's about four things on that whole page that are basically four sentences out of out of 30 that are actually the parts that are moving the book ahead and are actually what you need to grab from it. And I'll just look for those parts and I'll just bounce ahead as quickly as and try to read as quickly as I can for a while. And then eventually I'm going to slow down to a more normal pace, but I'll get back into it by doing that if I do that. And But when I reach a point where either... Um, 
it makes me tired. Like especially if I'm doing it before you know, I'll, I'll you know crack the book before I'm you know in in bed as I'm uh, sitting there or something like that. It will make me tired a lot more quickly than I I wish it did because sometimes I'll think I'm going to read a chapter and I get like three pages in and I'm like <laughs> you know I'm about right. fall, yeah. So you know, just do what you do. But I've been I've been trying just to spend more time doing it, and because uh, all you know, John, there's a lot of smart people, there's a lot of rich people, and they all say that they read these damn books. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If that helps. I mean, I, maybe they're already. You think they're yeah. already there, and they're just bragging? They're just like they would have been. I, I think they're lying. I think you're fucking liars. <laughs> you didn't read that book, you fuckhead. <laughs> How fuck do they have time to read the book? Come on. I mean, I Well, know. you know when, okay, so when you get this uh, this book list. No, who are we talking about? Warren Buffett? Okay, it's like so, uh, well, seven the, the, books a week. The one that, the one that is always uh, putting out his list is, uh, is Bill Gates. He's always like, you should read this and you should read that. And yeah. I see a mm-hmm. lot of, of his lists. Yeah. And a lot of the books he reads, I look at the list and I think those look like the most boring fucking books in the world. Do you really want me he's to read He's speed them? reading. He's using the technique yeah he's he's probably got some fucking asian boy that stands around in his underwear (laughs) that's the that is the grossest thing i knew where you were going (laughs) before you said stands around in his underwear i'm like i don't don't, hey bill gates i'll read your book (laughs) i read book for you new book last time i talked about brown people now i talk about yellow people oh yeah you fucking cunts listen to unbecoming of age the podcast it is the least offensive show ever we just lost we lost the two that we had thank god thank god we lost them fuck those people you know what my uh, my little right now on cast the 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 app that we use to record this my little guy is yellow your guy's red really yeah yeah, i'm a yellow guy so i'm okay i'm good i got a pass for that racist shit yeah all right so by the way did i talk to you about uh my my sister's uh my sister's baby dada no, you didn't. Oh, so yeah, uh, today today's the twenty sixth. So yesterday was Christmas, and we went to my parents' house. So okay. my ex wife Andrea, the kids, and I went to my my parents' house. My aunt Mary was there. That's my uh, R word, um, Aunt Mary. You know, I don't want to say it because um, you said that was not okay. Uh, and and um, so so Bun Bun is uh, my sister's baby dada, right? So their baby's going to be one. My yeah, nephew, he's going to be one, and in, 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 have he's Chinese. He's Asian. He, he's Asian, right? He's, he's not. He's not reading books to Bill Gates. They, they, <laughs> he's you know, not. No, no, no. no. He, he, he would. He would not wear his underwear. He would if he have got them. Paid he enough, would be, if he got paid enough, if Bill Gates said, "Bun, here's the price. It's it's a good. It's a good." Living. I'll have to ask him the next you're time. I'll see very, what happens. I should make record. A this. Very good living at this bun, but all, all I need to do, he, I need you to put on the tidy whiteies and wait for me. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. He's right. so 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 Bun was there and Bun's mom and dad were at the house, at my parents' house. And uh they don't speak very much English. They they very little, very little. And so so um he so and Bun won't translate for his parents at all. Come on, so Bun, which is really frustrating, and and it's frustrating for my sister, it's frustrating for my family. My parents try so hard. So his dad, so so Bun is like a third generation hairstylist, okay, and his father Johnny, Johnny is I want to say he's in his mid to late fifties. His head is shaved on the sides and the back. His hair is long, and he's got like a like a ponytail. So it's almost like he has a mohawk, but long. 
He's got the little thing in the back. back. Yeah, the little with like like a like a like mid cranium like like ponytail, okay. and it's like bleach blonde. Okay, really. He, and, uh, he's, and he's and he's and he's like a chain smoker. He's like a chain smoker or whatever. But he doesn't smoke in the house. He goes outside. Okay. And so he's been gone for two months, and uh, he was in uh, Washington State. And okay. I don't know exactly what I, he may have been in Seattle, but he was definitely in Washington State. And uh, I did see a picture on his phone where it was a very large warehouse with um, cannabis plants. Nice. So he's out there for that business. So Johnny is uh, smoking weed, dying his. Well, I don't know if he's smoking weed, but he is producing it. And, and I think that's with his brother. And even though it's legal there, I'm not so sure how legal it is. I'm not so sure that I should be saying this. I'm not sure, so sure that this matters because they won't hear it. It's not a big deal. And it was very fascinating because so he's been gone. He's He's been out of the New York area for two months. So when he sees his grandson, and I'm fairly confident it's his first and only grandchild, and uh, I think I may have talked about it at, at the the 100-day ceremony for my nephew. It was in in Queens at a Chinese restaurant. You were talking about that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and uh, and it was and and it's like the Chinese very much, especially. I, I and I'm not sure, but I would imagine a male child they very much like take to that child, and and they dote upon it, and they have these red envelopes, and they give it cash or whatever. And and I was there, and, and the baby was not really connecting with the grandfather. The baby was not connecting with the Chinese grandmother either. So the, 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 the baby is, is very connected to my sister. Like, my sister is number one. But they spend the most time together. Totally makes sense. It's his mother, yeah. Right, right. The father, I think, maybe number two, but kind of maybe goes somewhere between two and four. And then my mom and dad are between you know two three and four you know interchanging with the father right i've got a pretty good relationship the boy's pretty good with me for the most part but uh but i have to say i was very hyper aware that i didn't want to overdo it with the baby because it's like well the paternal grandparents have a closer bloodline i think than i do you know, and I didn't want to step on their toes and they were guests in the home. And even though they don't speak English very well, like I didn't like, like my ex-wife was trying so hard with them and talking to them. And she pulled out like a Google Chinese translator and she was trying to communicate. And, and even today she said to me, like, I felt like they didn't really want to connect. I said, I don't think that has anything to do with you. I don't think it's personal at all. I said, I don't know how comfortable they felt. It's like, it's the cultural thing, the language barrier. There's the family. Like they're not their own grandchild isn't like taking to them, so it's it's a very strange place to be, you know. Like I mean, I want to just connect with my, with my nephew and have a good time, and like and my kids are good with him too. But it's just a very weird space to be, and even asking like Johnny, the Chinese grandfather, who's like fifty two. Maybe he's younger than me. He might be 43. I have no idea how these... <laughs> Chinese are hard to tell. They either look like they're 107 or 27 or both. You know, it's like yeah. Mexicans. So you don't know. I can't tell age. Um, but anyway, it, it was a very strange, like, like moment. And then they actually just left at one point. Like, my sister went upstairs with the baby, and they just disappeared. And my sister was, like, upset by it. And I'm like, why would you be upset by it? Like, it's like, that's just who they may seem to be. It doesn't translate into anything. It's all lost in translation. 
I think, uh, you know, a lot of times it would be, even if they spoke perfect English, you get it all? Um, even if they I'm spoke, yeah. spoke perfect English. <laughs> Dude, I'm a little, I'm congested. I'm like, Rachel and I are, we have the same sick. I mean. Yes. Um, if they spoke perfect English, if they haven't been around much and everybody doesn't know each other, it would be uncomfortable. Uh, so the, you, that would be there anyway. And then they've got this little, uh, this little baby who obviously uh, likes white people more than Asian people. So you get, you get, <laughs> I don't know that that's true. <laughs> I think he's, he's already started to develop. Uh, he's in America. He's in America. He's already started to, to develop. Uh, he's he's prejudiced against his own race. That's that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it's half his race. Anyway. Half. And oh, now listen to you. Oh, half his race. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's he's a halfzy. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, she shouldn't probably dwell on it too much because uh, it, it would be great. They should have some sort of a translator. I'm sure by next year we'll have some sort of a translator. You can just put like something on and just speak into it, and it just will. You don't won't have to type in anything or use that sort of a translator. Why are we messing around with some voice to text bullshit? We should be able to just speak into something and it goes right. Into, yeah, into yeah, like the UN. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Why does right. the UN have this shit and we don't? Fucking goddamn! Uh, it's the only good thing about the UN, I think. <laughs> They, they do have that and and they and it's funny when you watch these guys giving speeches you'll you see trump and he's giving them a spe- speech and they've all got this look on their face like ah yeah fuck you they, it's a little delayed but they get this fuck you look on their face so, yeah Tra- he traveled today i saw G, uh, yeah he did he took off and uh, it was where'd he go iraq he went to iraq to visit the soldiers because uh he was he was lonely back in the <laughs> tweet he's okay i think the wheels have maybe come off uh off the trump white house here uh the uh <laughs> Wow, the last few days have been pretty rough for him, don't you think? It's been, have you been watching and following? I have been a little bit. Yeah, I, I I don't listen to NPR when I'm at work, but uh, during the break, I have been. Yeah, Tweet, um, tweeting his ass off. He's. Uh, I just don't get a positive feeling about that uh, tweets. Okay, if anybody I know, anybody I know, is tweeting ten times a day. Or posting to social media ten times a day, something that I'm I'm paying half attention to. If they're doing it ten times a day, I'm thinking, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. I don't care who you are, right? <laughs> you know, and uh, he's been doing that. So uh, I, I I don't really. I, there's there's but, a lot. Okay, I will say this. There's a lot of, of stories out now that I, I see headlines as I look through news things. There's a lot of headlines I think there that are um, there, there's uh, there's this there's something that goes on with with these news outlets and both sides do it, uh, but they try to become this uh, self fulfilling prophecy with something. If if they can write a story and then um, create a headline that says um, um, something, you know, the headline might be something like. Um, um, even Trump's closest friends are walking away from him in this time of need or something like that. Well, that may not be true, but if you write the story, <clears throat> even if the story doesn't really make sense and you use that headline, somebody sees the headline, if you, you get enough of those headlines into the into the into people's heads um, that they start thinking that, they're, they're hoping that we're going to have this group consciousness that's going to uh, coalesce and that's actually going to happen. Now, will that actually happen? Who knows? Is it actually true? Who knows? There's a lot of that shit out there, but it seems like the last couple of days have been a little nuts. Uh, a lot has happened. A lot a lot seems to have happened in the last couple of days. And it's like, I don't know if the wheels are coming off. Like, I listened to a story today on NBR about um, his core group that has stuck with him from the beginning. Right. So it's his, um, so it's Kellyanne Conway. 
uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Right. It's uh, his uh, the the guy that handles his social media, and apparently that guy has was a caddy when he was a teenager at one of his uh, golf um, clubs. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So he's the one that actually tweets for Trump sometimes, right? But that guy's a behind the scenes guy. There's a couple other people that are like behind the scenes people. And and I guess Kellyanne Conway was interviewed. It was a pretty good. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, Mara Eliasson or it was someone who who was uh, had interviewed her. And it was just sort of they have a picture of all the people that have gone. And I guess what it's done is the people that have stuck around. Jared Kushner was another one that has been there from the beginning. But which, by the way, I mean, he stuck with Kushner. Like, he can't get rid of his son-in-law. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what happens, his son-in-law can't leave. Unless his son-in-law and Ivanka get divorced, he can't get fired or leave. Because that would be a whole other... Like, they, they... the media would make a much bigger deal out of that than probably should be made out of it. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I don't know, but you know, so it was an inter- it was actually an interesting news story to me. Like I, I kind of was like, Oh, okay. Like, and, but I don't know what it really said, you know, like, what is it? Mattis who was he fired or did he step down? He disagreed with Trump over the uh, troops leaving Syria, is what the story is. And mm-hmm. he decided he was going to step down, and Trump said, fuck you, you're out of here. So he, he basically kicked him out two months early. Was, there were, there, so there was another general. I listened to an interview with another general. I wish I remember his name, but and, and I probably talked about I may have talked about this the last episode, but I'm not sure. And where it was basically he was talking about um, he did meet with the president, but he was very he he was he was very careful not to talk about what he said to Trump. But then he shared his opinion, and obviously the opinion he shared with the reporter is probably what he shared with Trump. And it was uh, he didn't agree with Trump, really. You know, and I, and I think what it was, was, it was just like, it's okay to pull out, but not this quickly. We, we need to, we need to not just make this decision and do it. It's, it's going to have, um, you know, it, there are going to be consequences to pulling out this way. Yeah. You know, and whether Trump is right or not, like, and, and I, I think there was another story about Trump saying he, his gut, his gut is better than most people's, like, uh, brain and, like, whatever. And, and you're right. like, and, and I don't know, like, you know, and maybe it doesn't fucking make a difference. I really don't know. That's Yester- a, that's a good point because we uh, this country the, you know we have uh, obviously uh, moved in and out of different situations in different countries and when we have uh, a, a change in leadership uh, you know Republicans will do something for a while and then Democrats will do some, something for a while and we have left a lot of countries uh, hanging out you know to to dry with with you know all of a sudden we're gone and uh, for for not a, a particularly good reason other than the fact that uh, there's uh, you know just a change. Of, of uh, change of people in charge, and so they've moved in a different direction. And it doesn't all we we don't do things over over decades. We don't do things that um, that makes sense a lot of times. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, maybe at the end of the day, it's like you damned if you damned if you don't. So you might as well just fucking do or don't or who knows. You know what I'm saying? Like like fuck it. Like 
fuck it, fuck you, fuck you, you armchair quarterback, fuck you, fucking news media, and you're just going to do your thing. So it's like, if he didn't come across as such a fucking douchebag, maybe I'd be okay with it. You know what I mean? Like, again, it, it's this thing where it's be like, oh, gosh, you're so sick as my fucking president. Yeah, yesterday, I think, I don't know if it was, I think it was two nights ago, we were driving home from somewhere. It was like my ex-wife, Andrew, was driving, and it was Kylie was in the front seat, Cameron and I were in the back seat, and Kylie asked her mom, how do you, what do you think about Trump as our president? And then she said it's complicated. And then Kylie has the question to me. And before I get an answer, like my ex-wife kind of shut it down. <laughs> She's just like, we shouldn't talk about this. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm like, because <laughs> I'm like, she and I, again, I wasn't in the voting booth with her, but I'm fairly confident she voted for him. Right. I was in the voting booth with me, and I'm fairly confident that I didn't vote for him. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that I didn't. I don't know if I did. I so, kind of wish that I had and didn't even realize it. Did you see the, the Kevin, fucking Russians made me vote? Did you see the Kevin Spacey thing? No. Oh God! <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Hold on. Are you talking about like a current like yes December twenty sixth two thousand eighteen yes. Kevin yes. Spacey thing? Fucking bizarre! As By the way, shit. if wait if if Louis C.K. is sidelined for having touched himself and his movie didn't come out. How is it that there's a Kevin Spacey thing? Okay. And I'm not I'm like, it's like so, how, Do you know okay. anything about this at all? Have you heard? No, it? I know zero about this. You're okay. making something up right now. No, I'm not making it up. Uh, it's it's gotten uh, the last time I looked, uh, this thing had gotten like um, I don't know, like five million views or something. Should I Google? Should I Google my on my phone or just wait? I'll just uh, listen. Just I'll wait. Listen. I think I can I'll listen. Up if you give it a second here. Okay, so. Um, so Kevin Spacey, obviously everybody knows what his deal is, but so he's been, um, <clears throat> he decided. He's a gay child toucher. He decided. He likes teenage boys. For whatever reason, and this is only, Maybe. this is a couple minutes. Allegedly. Later. Yeah, we can play this. So he decides to do a, uh, a holiday video, and if you watch it, it's even more bizarre, because he's in like this, uh, he's in a kitchen, <clears throat> and he's, um, he's got a Christmas apron on. With little snowmen and or no, it's little uh, Santa Clauses on his. This is like now. This is like this had just happened. Just this weekend. Just he decided. He decided he was going to get his uh, his Canon camera out and set up a tripod in his in his kitchen, and he's going to set up and he's going to go into character as Frank Underwood, and he's going to respond. Frank Underwood, as in wait, Frank Underwood, as in the uh, the, the House of Cards House character. House of Cards character. He on his own. On his own. He goes. He records his own little video. Presumably. Yeah, well, he no. We don't know. We don't know. Well, what the, the, story the, is. the video quality of it is is. Um, I mean, it's just a. It's a one camera. He's just looking at one camera and he's doing his thing, and he delivers this uh, little message as Frank Underwood and uh, in character. Let me pull this up here. See, I'm on YouTube. Just give me a second. I'm, right. a, I'm guessing that if I Google Kevin Spacey. All right, hang on, just a second. Here. I'm gonna I, see I, this. Okay, okay. yeah, it's just you'll see the picture. Here it is. Hang on. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, Video wait. of Kevin Spacey allegedly sexually assaulting teen obtained by police. That's a whole different story. A whole different There's story. a lot going on here with Kevin Spacey. All right, I screwed up, screwed this up. I gotta go back to the beginning here. Just a second here. All right, yeah, go back and pause. All right. <laughs> Kevin Spacey to be charged with indecent assault posts bizarre video. I apologize. I'm having problems with that. By the way, did anyone did anyone ever watch Kevin Spacey and see him and not think he was a creep? 
I mean, very talented actor. Very talented. Don't get me wrong. He's always been he's always been very full of himself. So uh, let me see. Like I said, we've got this kind of <laughs> vulture. All right, you ready? How is Kevin Spacey's bizarro House of Cards video not even the worst Kevin Spacey news today? <laughs> All right, you ready? Hang on. I, I see the video uh, thumbnail. Okay. All right. All right. I'm ready. It's kind of, it, we're two seconds in, but we'll get most of it here. Hang hang on. Axe, would you? What on earth is Kevin Spacey uh, hoping to accomplish? Uh, just this That's the edition. big question. After <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Just let's go. I have the raw video right here. I have the raw video. Let me be frank. Let me Wait. be frank. Washing his hands at a sink. Is this the one? That's the one. I know what you want. Oh, sure, they may have tried to separate us, but what we have is too strong, it's too powerful. I mean, after all, we shared everything, you and I. I told you my deepest, darkest secrets. I showed you exactly what people are capable of. I shocked you with my honesty, but mostly I challenged you and made you think. And you trusted me, even though you knew you shouldn't. So we're not done, no matter what anyone says. And besides, I know what you want. You want me back. Of course, some believed everything and had just been waiting with bated breath to hear me confess it all. They're just dying to have me declare that everything said is true and that I got what I deserved. Wouldn't that be easy if it was all so simple? Only you and I both know it's never that simple, not in politics and not in life. But you wouldn't believe the worst without evidence, would you? You wouldn't rush to judgments without facts, would you? Did you? No, not you. You're smarter than that. Anyway, all this presumption made for such an unsatisfying ending. And to think it could have been such a memorable send-off. I mean, if you and I have learned nothing else these past years, it's that in life and art, nothing should be off the table. We weren't afraid, not of what we said, and not of what we did, and we're still not afraid. Because I can promise you this. If I didn't pay the price for the things we both know I did do, I'm certainly not going to pay the price for the things I didn't do. Oh, of course, they're going to say I'm being disrespectful, not playing by the rules like I ever played by anyone's rules before. I never did. And you loved it. Anyhow, despite all the poppycock, the animosity, the headlines, the impeachment without a trial, despite everything, despite even my own death, I feel surprisingly good. And my confidence grows each day that soon enough, you will know the full truth. Well, wait a minute. Now that I think of it, you never actually saw me die, did you? He puts his wedding ring on. <sighs> yeah. Conclusion I'm assuming it's a wedding so ring. Deceiving. It's that ring that he thumps. Miss me. So the ring that he puts on was on his uh, right hand. That's why I questioned whether or not it was a wedding ring, but he's gay, which is 
So. Apparently, I know. Again, I, I mean, I, I believe Kevin Spacey to be gay. Nothing to do with the allegations prior to all of this. I but I had always heard that he was notoriously gay. Yeah. So at the end of the video, he's wearing that apron that you mentioned. So he's wearing like a dark sweater and a crazy like. Santa so apron and he's in the kitchen the entire time yeah. he's actually whatever that video is whoever wrote the thing it's very good yeah. and I have no idea what he's really trying to say but I, I mean <laughs> I hear that there's a lot there's a lot of like he's not, he's talking about a lot of things here he he may be talking about his character on House of Cards. He's talking about himself. He's talking about public opinion. He's talking about me too. He's talking about a lot of fucking shit in that. What the fuck? It's nuts. Yeah, I watched that and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, the ring is that, that he thumps it in the in the show. He, he, it's uh, it's his class ring, I believe. Uh, and he, he does that boom boom. That's where they got that. That's where Netflix has that. That's where they came up with that uh, thing that they use for their their Netflix noise. That thunk thunk. That's that's really his, yeah. That's yeah. It's Frank Underwood's ring. Uh, that's where that came huh. from. And I, and I thought when they got rid of him, maybe they dropped that, uh, but they still use it all the time. No, it's pretty good. I mean, they, there's a whole, uh, those types of things like Sony PlayStation, Xbox, like I've listened to, there's a great podcast called 20,000 Hertz, uh-huh. and it's uh, sound sound engineers and stuff doing this show about, and they did a, a few things about this, where you have like an audio um, brand identity, yeah, and it's yeah. like you, you can't get away from it. Right, like, like it's hard to the HBO, you know, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. HBO has it with the, you yeah, know, with the right. the snow yes. and the thing. So it, it's I can't and, and honestly, you're one of very few people that would be able to identify what that came from. No, it, it, yeah, it absolutely came from the ring thing. They started using it after that, um, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, that, that, that's a lot of uh, I don't know. That's a lot, a lot of like I I want to be heard. I, I want to hey, listen to me. Obviously, yeah, like you said, he's got a, there's a lot going on there with him mentally. That's uh, that's pretty strange shit. Uh, so yeah, uh, and he, he got arrested this weekend for uh, felony. Uh, I heard that with a, I, I saw that with a video there. with some sort of. Which, by the way, I think that now is a good time. Um, I was I was listening to something on NPR earlier that uh, um, it was uh, I don't know if it was pop culture happy hour or something else where it was like the year end review and there's a series on Amazon um, video Amazon Prime video which is uh, Homecoming with uh, Julia Roberts and that was based on a podcast. Okay. And uh, you've got Startup was on Crackle. You've had another thing like Two Dope Queens on HBO. So I'm thinking that uh, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast, not the cathedral. That's a little heavy. We need to go deeper for that. We're gonna, we, you and I are going to need a lot of time to develop that. And uh, <laughs> But uh, Unbecoming of the podcast, I think we should do something with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's a win-win for us. Not for Kevin Spacey, but for us, I think we're good. Kevin, you can do that, Frank Underwood, as long as you want. We'll just sit there and we'll, we'll go back and forth with you. Yeah, that, that would be... Be like, I'm Kevin Spacey. I'm also Colin Flynn from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and uh, John Craig from Red Bank, New Jersey. I can't do an accent for... I can't do he, he Kevin Spacey. He does impersonations very well. Have you heard him do He does. He does. He's, he's Remember he, when he was on Saturday Night Live and he did the Star Wars impressions? Yeah, he does a bunch of good stuff. He, uh, he's, he's very... Uh, and he's scary as fuck, though. He sings well. He's, he he uh, was on some... Uh, they, led, they let him sing on some Academy Awards thing once, and he was amazing. The guy's... Uh, he's, I'm, I'm going to say that Kevin Spacey's very talented, and everything he's ever done prior to me knowing that he was a kid 
kid toucher, a, a boy kid toucher, <laughs> is creepy as fuck. Everything about him, his cleft chin, his hairline, his, it, it's everything is, oh, yeah. so it makes me uncomfortable. I will, I will tell you one thing. You you mentioned something uh, that uh, I did watch on, on Christmas Day, uh, a, a movie, a Netflix thing that uh, is really, really good, is uh, that Bird Box thing. Oh, you did watch it. Bird Box with uh, Sandra, yeah, I didn't watch Sandra, it. My ex wife watched it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Somebody I didn't know that was going to be in it is John Malkovich has a big role. Really? In it. Yeah, he's got a pretty good, hefty role in it. Uh, but yeah, that's why it's, it's you know I love uh, apocalyptic kind of stuff, and so it's got that uh, uh, apocalyptic sort of thing going on in a way. They do it in a way that's n- never been done. Uh, it's n- it's like no other post-apocalyptic sort of movie. And it's and it's man, it's just it's it's you know it makes you it's got you on the edge of your seat. It's quite done quite well. So I would say if, hmm. if you're into that kind of thing, definitely. Yeah, she already watched it. I'm not sure. I was uh, right now. It's uh, Does she ever invite you over for you know, just a little dinner and a movie, a little Netflix time, Netflix and chill. She, no? she doesn't have any. T- there's no TV in the house. Well, there's one TV in the house, and it's in the basement. So and she it's comes a to the CRT TV. Uh, she'll come into the pool house and watch a movie with uh, with one of the kids. Sometimes I watch it with you. You guys can't just like get some popcorn. Uh, I, I mean, she and I together are not going to necessarily sit on the couch and watch something. I mean, I was actually going to invite. It's ten maybe o'clock you should, now. Maybe you should try. Just see. Just throw. It's the holidays. It's it could be like one of these holidays. <laughs> holiday, uh, like what is do you want to rekindle? My what is it? Do you want me to I be thrust into some weird relationship? Because I, the, the, I come just, on. I just want you back in the house. Uh, I want. You, I want to be back in the house. I'm so not okay being. Well, you back You could stay in the house. out there. You could stay out there because that's okay. I mean, but uh, is that? Uh, I think it would. I think it would be. I think it'd be good for you, Johnny. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's, it's just it's the same thing your dad's probably telling you, right? Your mom or your dad giving you, John, why don't you just, why don't you just, why don't you just put your arm around? No, no, they don't, no, they're, no. They're not no. suggesting this. Neither, no, they haven't said this at all. Neither one of them. Uh-uh. Oh come on. <laughs> I'm not. I know. No, I'm totally good. I'm. I'm. Uh, no, 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 not at all. Hey, I've, I, I mean, I, I know it's not about me wanting to change the subject. I'm serious. I could talk about, honestly, I could talk to you. Like, it's not, are you struggling to understand the possibility? Like, I just, no, it's I not. Just, I'm thinking, I, no, I, I really don't know. I mean, you, I don't you think it would be you, good for the show. I don't know you really. I, I don't know. I know you. that you I don't, don't know your ex I don't know who the fuck you are, I don't know. podcast she, co-host. She, she, may be, she may be all wrong for you, but I'm just getting, I just get the feeling. You get a vibe. Maybe, maybe she's all right for you too. This is like when I was, especially now at the holidays. I just think it would be heartwarming for the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> but it would it really advance the storyline for the podcast? <laughs> I mean, it could. I mean, it, no, absolutely, it would. Now I can get no hurt. question. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, I just then I would have that. Then it would. Then I would get back into that space of like, I don't know if I could talk about this. It's too that's much. True. Oh, that's like true. this, I'd be like, oh, now I gotta be. Right. And all of a sudden, John, John Craig spends an episode only talking for like one third of the time. <laughs> what? What happened? Is John okay? We're on John Craig Suicide Alert Watch. <laughs> Andrea doesn't want me to talk about this. <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 I'm going to whisper a little bit because uh, if I whisper, then even if they're listening, they can't really hear it. <laughs> um, so, so your daughters didn't get all of their gifts. Uh, they no, they 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 still have, and mostly it's clothes. They're they're kind of at the clothes okay. phase where that's really so what they want the most. Of the clothes gifts that money, they have gotten, not yeah. uh, of the gifts that they have gotten, any big ticket items, any good stuff. Um. 
I mean, it's been a lot of, uh, like I said, clothing items, uh, you know, like they want uh, this particular, uh, you know, like Nike sweatshirt or this particular, uh, they've got shoes and things like that. But no, but no, like, you know, no major, you know, like here's, here's a thousand dollar guitar or anything like that. There's, there's been, no, it's been smaller things. All right. Because yeah. uh, my kids were so fucking spoiled. Yeah, you got them everything, right? So, so what? Well, you not everything, not everything, but they got a lot. So I mean, I shot a video of them opening their gifts, and it was like I don't even want to edit the video together because I'm like, holy shit, John Craig, who lived in the ex-wife's pool house, his kids are really fucking spoiled. Yeah. Um, Do you think? Yeah, that- Cameron got the MIDI keyboard, which is. 99 bucks right um and a kai midi keyboard which is cool. black keys i've um, seen those yeah. Yeah, they look like it's them. small it's um four octaves yeah you get a little uh accompanying software or two octaves you use some sort yeah. of software online to uh to make right. that do other things yeah now his mom got him a uh he got him uh, got him a um a guitar pedal the holy grail which is a i don't know who makes it but it's a uh, I'm not even familiar with that. I'm surprised. But <laughs> usually no, she went into a guitar center, and that's what like the guitar center kid recommended. Talked to Andy, yeah. Yeah, and then um, I got him uh, the the KRK uh, Rocket Five speakers um, for you know if you're going to record music, just like monitors. And uh, Kylie got a uh, record player and about seven or eight records. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom got her a bunch of, uh, like, uh, like a couple of like big fluffy white pillows and, uh, a big, a nice down comforter. And they're, they're actually in, they may still be in there painting her room right now. So she went from like an, like an aqua blue to like a millennial pink. That's the name of the color. Millennial pink. pink. And, uh, she got a lot of stuff. She got like Ralph Lauren polo, um, boots, like kind of duck boots, you know? And uh, so is this they, Holy Grail thing. I'm just I'm backing up. Sorry, is that a it's a pedal? It's a pedal. Yeah, it's yeah. A guitar pedal, pedal, which actually came with the power supply, which is very rare for guitar pedals. Yeah, there's some of them do. I was just looking at this because I just looked it up just to see what it yeah. is. So it's basically a reverb. It's a reverb pedal. Right? Kind of. Yeah, it's got a little bit more than that, but yeah, I think so. All right. Does he have a? Does he have the uh, Big Muff, the Electro Harmonics Big Muff? Does he have one of those? He probably. Does. I don't think so. I don't think so. He has a Looper pedal, right. which he uses quite a bit, and I, I think that's becoming a little bit more popular. There's a Looper pedal that I got. I got to tell you about that. He, I, I won't go into it, but it's it does looping and drums for guitar. That's amazing. Oh, that's cool. That's amazing. It's really cool. Yeah, let me know about that. He right. he has the Looper pedal, and he 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 plays with that. And there, I think I've told you this. Where I've come home and I've heard like. His room is on the second floor of the house, and he's got this little patio. And when he like during the summer, and the doors open, and I can hear it. He'll be playing, and basically because of the looper pedal, it's like um, he's 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 like he'll he'll play something, and then he can play over the thing that he's playing. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you're like, and then you're like, what the fuck? How's that? How's that happening? How's one kid playing all that? All that noise is coming out of one kid. Yeah. yeah, so uh, you know, so it's uh, they both did very well, uh, but I did very well too. I got myself a new camera. I sold my camera. I got a new camera. I kind of like it. I'm not sure that I like it. Did you get yourself a camera? I no, I haven't. I'm still. Uh, uh, I, I just can't decide. It's, it's uh, no, I, we got to talk offline about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I I, I don't know what to what. I, I look at something. I get down the road of thinking oh, that should be the one, and I'm like, uh, I don't think so. So I, I've talked myself in and out of uh, several. But I do that. That's that's kind of yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
And then I think maybe I don't need one. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. So. You don't. It depends on what you're going to use it for. I mean, I like. I I didn't need a new camera except that sometimes I get paid to shoot. Yeah, you have. More and I can camera. still get paid to shoot. And when I do that, I get paid four hundred dollars a gig, and I can do it with a camera that I currently have. And if I do that, like four, I would say five, six times, I've paid for my camera. Okay, wow. And That's it was cool. like I almost paid with my paid for my camera by selling my other camera and my lenses. I think it was like I it was like I had to put in another five hundred dollars. Okay. So it's like eh, I just don't know how I feel about the camera, and I don't know. It's we'll see. It's I anyway. I totally want to. I'm, uh, are you at work right now? Not now. I know you're not at work right now because no. we're recording and it's fucking like uh, it, nine it, o'clock at night. And it's weird because okay, what day is it? Is it Wednesday? I don't know. Wednesday. Yeah, I didn't know either. It feels like Saturday to me for some reason. I, well, because of the holiday thing. So yeah, no, I'm not at work. Thank God, because that would suck. That would just just yeah would not be a good time to be at work at all. No, it doesn't. Sa- it doesn't seem to me that you have a stressful job. No, I do not really particularly have a stressful job. It, do you have it has dreams? its moments. I, I suppose I do. Uh, I still have radio dreams. <laughs> you do? Yes, uh, but no, not. Uh, I don't get too obsessed with uh, worrying about work. I, but do you have like like stress like stress dreams like work stress dreams in any way, shape, or form? Um, I don't recall any. I really don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I have them all the time. Well, now you've got pressure. You're like. <laughs> You're you're under the gun. You've got people that are that are expecting you to be someplace at a certain time, and you went a long time without that in your life, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I went from 2012, I guess, about a good four to five years without them. Yeah. But now I'm all the time. Like I'm. I, I had a dream that I got fired the other day. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. It's like I, I like I worried. I, like I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It makes me uncomfortable. And so, when you woke up, were you like, uh, did you? What was your? Did you want to like go into work and just say, hey, uh, don't fire me? What's no? It was like I in my when I woke up, I was convinced that I was fired. And and so. Uh, all right. I'm not sure what's causing this for you because you okay. You you've had a couple rough rough things, but uh, you know. You should just chill. You should just, uh, maybe, I don't know. We, we need to get you into this breathing, this meditation stuff I've been talking about. We need to... Uh, what, the apps that I downloaded and then deleted? Because they just cost it. money and they didn't help? Well, have, have you? how much you say it doesn't help, but how much have you done it? Have you actually tried? Have you done any, uh, even, like, uh, I don't know. I, I just get the feeling you're, you're not present sometimes. <laughs> Are you talking on the podcast or in life? Because <laughs> you don't know me in real life. On the podcast, you kn- yeah, no, I'm not present on the podcast. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk.